I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I want to introduce to you our guest. I have Susie Williams of, yes, that's right, Susie Quilts. She is a mom, a wife, but you know, the reason why we all love her is because she's a fantastic pattern designer. She's so creative. She's worked with a ton of big names. She's a Bernina expert ambassador. She has tons of great tutorials on her Instagram and she's just a wealth of quilting beauty. So let's get into this conversation. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here with me today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've just, I've been fanning for a while. And so uh, it takes me a minute sometimes when I'm fangirling to like reach out and ask people if they want to be on the show. And so I'm really excited that you got back to me. And um, yeah, this is why I do this. So I get to talk to cool people like you. <laughs> yeah, well, totally. I, I love stuff like this. I think it's really fun to just talk shop and to, you know, mm-hmm see what people say in the comments too. Cause I know this is going to be posted on YouTube and yeah. I think it's just fun to see people all over the world connecting. And mm-hmm. that's my, my, what really my greatest joy with Susie Quilts is, you know, seeing how people can connect in Singapore in Germany in Boise, Idaho. And it's yeah. like, all of a sudden our world gets really small because we all just love this, this one thing, you know, sewing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, exactly. That's, that's just been like the biggest joy of doing this is just, and even just having, you know, a hobby or an interest and then getting out on like Instagram and being on YouTube, you're connecting with so many different places and people. And it's been such a cool adventure, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think the only time, honestly, the only time it's stuck, like that connection feels anything less than positive. It's because I stop remembering that there are people on the other side of things because sometimes with social media, you can consume so quickly Mm -hmm. with just the scroll of a finger. I forget that behind each post is a human spending lots of thought and time, you know, lots of care behind Mm -hmm. each thing, not just making the thing, but then photographing the thing and, or videoing, filming the thing, you know? And it's like, when I really stop and let that sink in, it's, it's wonderful. It is a wonderful community. Yeah. And you're just, it's amazing too. Like, oh my gosh, people are willing to be vulnerable enough to share these deeply personal things. And that's what gets me is like, it's scary to share your stuff sometimes. And, you know, we're our own worst critics, I think. And so I think just trying to put that positive, you know, spin out there and encourage people and just building up the community instead of tearing it down, I think is really awesome. hundred percent. And it's, I don't think in my creative journey, I've been pursuing creativity, you know, really intentionally since I was in high school, it's been something I've wanted to do for so long, but the, what you said about it being scary to put yourself out there, that has not gone away. I mean, I'm 37 years old. And so I've been really going, getting after this since I was 17 years old. Mm. So I guess that's 20 years. <laughs> right. like that's like still, a gross. 
Yeah, it's still scary. It's still scary to show someone to publicly be like, Bleh, you know, here's my thing. Bleh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I and don't that's, know if that'll ever stop being. Scary. I don't think so. I don't think so because I still get it. I'm also 37, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a grown up, and then two seconds later, I'm like, who am I? What am I even doing? <laughs> what am I even doing? I think kids make us think that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because yeah. sometimes I, I catch myself, like, I don't want my kid to be climbing on the counter by themselves. So all of a sudden I'm like assisting my two-year-old to climb on the counter and she's like found butter knives and she's like stabbing the oatmeal. And I'm like, I'm just standing here holding the two-year-old. I'm like, what am I even doing? <laughs> like, wait, this isn't more safe. <laughs> yeah, right. I have those moments multiple times a day. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know uh, sometimes that happened like, this morning, if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> You're like recent story. Yeah, yeah. That's but I also think like kids challenge us to see things in different ways and think more creatively because they're seeing the world in such a different way. So I think when we stop to try to see what they're seeing or understand why they're doing the thing, the weird thing that they're doing, then it's like, oh, right. Like they're just exploring. And I think we can take a huge lesson from that too, especially as like quilters and creatives and putting stuff out there. It's kids aren't afraid to be like, mom, look, mom, look every two and a half seconds. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's really true. I mean, I've thought, I've had a lot of different thoughts about my kids over the course of things because pre-kids, I was a real workaholic Mm. And it's, I still have that in me to, I just really want to like go hard after something, you know, when I have a goal in mind Yeah. and you, you can't when you, especially when you have little kids, because they need everything. They just need all of you, you know? And even if you have childcare and you get these like chunks of, you know, time during the day, it, they still just, they need all of you before and need all of you after. And it's really intense. And I, I think it, to be totally honest, kids have not been good for my career. <laughs> maybe that's, maybe that's a, an obvious statement, but I will say what they have been good for is helping me keep perspective mm. because I don't think it is healthy for me personally to be as work driven as I was pre-kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, it is a continual process of me having to pull back and say, be in this moment, you're not working today. This is Saturday, you know, right. Sunday, be in this moment. Like we're going to, we're going to build blocks for the next 20 minutes. And that's what you are doing. There will be no outcome. There will be no achievable goals. There will be no, you know what I mean? There's no strategy. There's no Instagram post to come from this. This is purely you with your kid Mm -hmm. building with blocks. Yeah. And I, that is a continual I mean, step-by-step growing thing that I have to, I have to do, I have to process mentally. Yeah. It's, and you know, when you're the one who runs your business, like it's hard to step out of that, that mindset of like, okay, I have to look at everything differently, but especially if you're, you have a family and you're trying to spend time with, I mean, even if you don't have a family, but you're just trying to have that balance of yeah, giving attention elsewhere. Mm -hmm. so tricky it's like I I, yeah I'm not as workaholic-y anymore I used to be when I was a teacher but it it was killing me I literally was so sick all the time I had eczema all over myself like my hands were completely broken out in eczema 
at all times. There was yeah, no the room. body gives us signs yeah. to pull back. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. Cause as soon as I quit, like it all started to clear up. I stopped being like so sick all the time. And, mm-hmm. but so I've had, I've been really striving for some balance in, in doing all of this, but it's still, it's like, when you're the one who wears all the hats, you still have to devote quite a bit of time to it. So it's like finding those moments of intentionality Mm -hmm. more. Yeah. Oh yeah. And at this point, I don't even wear all the hats, but Mm -hmm. I still, I still see Susie Quilts as, um, like my child, you know? So I, like your um, first baby <laughs> it really was I mean Scrappy was my first baby she was my dog that passed away in October but Aww. then Susie Quilts and then and then I'm my actual two kids <laughs> your human children <laughs> yeah yeah but I I do kind of wonder I mean no matter how many people I bring on board to you know be a part of the team it's like I still want to have that final say I still find myself tweaking what they do Right. We just launched um, a mini magazine called The Cutting Table online. And it's been a phenomenal team effort. But like as editor of this magazine, you know, I'm editing all copy. I'm, you know, tweaking all photos, doing a ton of just extra images and content. And it's, I don't know, I thought, okay, I'm going to build this system with these people and then I can pull back and not work so hard. But really, the more you build the systems, the more you're just in the systems and you're just working even harder. (laughs) Right. And so maybe I'll learn my lesson one of these days, you know, like the more you build, the more you you have to do. Right. I, I, yeah. So I learned, I'm learning that. Yeah. It does have your name on it. So I think that's like, that would be hard to completely step away. I think for me, at least like my name's on that. I need to make sure that it reflects who I am and what I want my business to like the, my business presence to be out here. So I, I, I feel that. Yeah, I know. And that's hard when your business starts growing because you physically cannot have your fingers in all the pies. Mm-hmm. I've keep I've recently been using this metaphor a lot about having my fingers in pies and it's yeah. <laughs> totally gross and it's gross. Even, yeah. And I'm just like, I gotta get my finger out of her pies and out of your pie. And I'm just like, why are my fingers in so many pies? <laughs> I just I need to get I out of here and wash my hands. Metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so like the metaphors that we use in English are just so weird sometimes. I'm like, why do oh. I even say this? But I don't know. I have no idea where that came from. I don't either. I'd have to look it up. That's interesting. Yeah. Knowing where they came from, then it goes, oh, I'll, I don't need to use that anymore. <laughs> right. Right. Like what, when were people putting fingers in pies? Were they checking Probably the temperature? The... Were they, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's gotta be a better way than that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's just been something I've been saying on repeat. I definitely get in these little um, verbal ruts, you know, where I just catch yeah. myself saying, like, when we were launching the cutting table, I was constantly using the word onboarding. Well, we just got to onboard her, onboard her, and then we got after the onboarding, we're gonna do the post onboarding. And my coworker Laura is just like, "Do you hear yourself? <laughs> like you're stressing me out with all this onboarding." <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> I do it too though I hear myself and I start to hear myself and I'm like I have said that same exact phrase like 400 times somebody needs to stop me (laughs) I'm just a robot on repeat my brain is broken (laughs) 
like if I don't stick to this way of saying it then I will lose my complete train of thought and like I need to keep that in my focus <laughs> yeah oh yeah I know and you know I used to have the excuse well maybe I still have the excuse of like mom brain or like baby brain I had like pregnancy brain for a while but really like my brain has been all over the place my whole life mm-hmm. and I just get to use these excuses based on a little like window of you know life that I'm in but no right. I've always been like <laughs> like I've got toddler mom brain I don't know what to tell you yeah yeah my kids are gonna be like out in college and I'm like I'm college mom brain <laughs> it's a thing though like when when my oldest left I was like I don't I'm broken I don't know what's wrong with me it was really hard oh uh, it's fine you already have one out of the house yeah he's he's in the space force so he's wow he, he only has I think he's out in December yeah, he's out in December and then our youngest is graduating this year. So we'll That's be empty. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, we are in very different stages of life. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they're stepkids. Like I didn't give birth. So mm. I got to come in, but they were super young when I, you know, I've been, I've been with my husband for 14 years. So Mm-hmm. it's been a long time but you know mm-hmm. more than I haven't been in their lives <laughs> oh yeah yeah but, I mean seen a lot of stages yeah and they're they're such good kids and I'm just so proud of the people that they're becoming and not that I I don't know I'm not taking any claim of it because they are their own yeah. individuals but I would claim that I would for sure claim that I'm like yeah I any did achievement that. my kids do I'm like <laughs> that was me I mothered them yeah Yeah. if it wasn't their genes from me it was the things I taught them also from me so right I know now they're just they're they're both just surrounded with so much love on all sides of the family and you know they just couldn't not be successful so it's really it's really cool to see them grow and just be they're they're very different so it's kind of funny but anyway Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mine are very different too. They, they just come out that way. Yeah. I didn't believe parents when they said that I was very much just like, no, like there's gotta be a birth order thing going on, but they literally just out of the womb that totally different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's funny, but it's, it is, fun. it's fun to watch. Yeah. And it it's also fun. humbling. Don't you think? Because yeah. you think, oh, you're like, oh, I got this figured out. And then you don't because the other one's totally different. Exactly. Like the, the parenting that was required for both of them were, was just so different and took such different energy and different focuses and like, and again, they're like such good kids. So like any, like, you know, disciplinary stuff was just like, we're going to sit down and talk and they're like, okay. Like that was punishment (laughs) enough. (laughs) It's punishment enough to talk to you. Yeah, right. Yeah. So so it wasn't like we weren't yelling at them. It was just like a conscientious effort to really talk them through whatever the situation was. Like, okay, you messed up. So how do we fix it? Or can we fix it? Or what are the next steps? Or how do we process this together? And trying to build a safe space for them to just be humans. And Mm -hmm. I think it's working so far. (laughs) I'd say I don't even know them and they sound awesome. (laughs) like I don't even know yeah but they're pretty cool I feel I feel good about them being out in the world so Mm -hmm. I think that's all you can hope for as a parent is to like trust that when you release them that they're gonna be good people (laughs) yeah that is that's so true I know I I feel I catch myself I maybe this is just a parent thing already kind of 
strategizing for the next stage. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my kids are two and four and mm-hmm. I, but I'm around my nieces and nephews who are, who are preteens, teens. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, you got to do this when they are 14 and you got to be like this and you got to make sure to not control, but you got, and I'm just like, wait a second, that is literally in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> you know, you right. got a couple stages before that. It's right. hard to stay in the moment. Full it really circle. Is. Yeah. in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the more, the more you stay in the moment with who your kids are, you know, their own personalities and what they enjoy doing or how they want to spend time with you, the easier it is to embrace those stages because you stay connected. Mm. Whereas I think some parents don't anticipate or they don't, they kind of think, oh, my kid's more independent. I don't need to stay as connected. Or there's maybe a more disciplinarian type, you know, hammer fist kind of situation. And so when you break that connection, it's like really hard to get back. And so if you just maintain it, like at least in my experience, that's been the, the key in, in all of it is just really having those hard conversations and just like, okay, my, my default is to want to yell and get mad and punish, but then it's like, okay, what's the opposite of that? And like, how can I how can I work through this with them? How it's my job to show them how to be a person. Like, yes. Right. It's like, I want to yell at you, say you're sorry. When it's like, wait a second, yeah. them how to be sorry. Yeah. Yes. It's that true. is so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just being around. Cause you know, as a teacher of third graders, they're in that kind of transitionary physiologically and neurologically, they're going through a lot of changes physically and emotionally. And there's just this flux of in of hormones because they're growing so much. And oh yeah. Whew, that was yeah, hormones. Wild energy. But I loved yeah. it because I got these little these little kids at the beginning of the school year. And by the end of the school year, I felt so good about handing them into fourth grade and being like, okay, you can be a big kid now. Like mm-hmm. not that I had everything to do with that, but I just like I loved watching that process of these kids just like really coming into their own and gaining independence. Mm-hmm. And so anyway. Well, anyway. I mean, as much as a mom myself, I want to take all the credit. I mean, I see how my kids' teachers just shape them in so many beautiful ways. I mean, not just in the knowledge that they're learning, but in acts of kindness and, you know, patience and listening skills. Mm-hmm. I love teachers and I credit my high school art teacher for basically sending me on the current creative path that I'm on. I mean, I was, I had, I was a band kid Mm. and it was a random thing that I, you know, ended up dropping band, just like had to take an art credit, took it. And she just like grabbed onto me and was just ignited this passion in me that I never would have had. She sent me on a course where I wanted to, you know, I changed my major. I wanted to major in art in college. And it was like, (laughs) And that's because of a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Those people, they have such a huge impact. So huge impact. And it's, it's like every little kid knows they're creative. Mm-hmm. Every little kid is completely confident that they're an artist. I see yeah. it in my preschooler and my two-year-old mm-hmm. at some point we lose it. And it's, it's like, it takes a lot of intentionality to regain that confidence and that we really are all creative. And I get so mad. Like I actually get mad when I hear people say, I'm, I'm just not creative. Like I just, I just, I honestly, I'm just like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
you can't okay so like when you were 14 could you drive a car no you needed someone to teach you mm-hmm. I mean we just sometimes need people to guide us that doesn't right. mean you're like forever incapable of driving a car right I'm I'm just not the type of person it's like really though but you could be like <laughs> yeah and it comes in so many different forms you know, my, I, this is something I talk about, um, on the cutting table. I recently wrote something about this, just, um, you know, my, my mom, uh, lost her eyesight. She's completely mm. blind as of 10 years ago, but she remains one of the most creative people I've ever known. And mm. she's not creative in my traditional thought of, you know, painting or, you know, two-dimensional, three-dimensional art. She's incredibly creative in how she connects with people. Mm. And she has, I mean, she's a wonderful order people. I mean, she can't see notes, but she is constantly speaking to groups of people through her Mm. job. She runs a nonprofit. Oh, wow. Um, And I mean, she, she memorizes and she gives these fantastic speeches. It's, it's amazing. And that's creative. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's many different avenues. Exactly. Like, I think people get stuck in the idea that it has to be artistic, but it's not, it's, you know it's, it can be anything. It's, you know, with cooking or even organizing your house or cleaning or, you know, whatever you're passionate about, you can be creative with, because if you find a new way to do it, or you like streamline a process or find a new way to do something that maybe you weren't doing before, that's creativity. And I think we stop at art when it comes to that word, but it permeates everything. It really does. And I think you can feel it when it's happening. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's helpful to just identify it. Like sometimes I used to exercise a lot more than I do now, but when I would really get into the flow of, mm-hmm. I mean, a spin class, that sure. sounds silly, but no. just this active endorphins, moving my body, just knowing mm-hmm. I am strong. I can yeah. do this. I can push myself. I do. I feel like those are the same I mean, obviously I don't know. Those are the same (laughs) flows and synapses that are happening when I'm in an artistic flow, when Mm -hmm. I'm watercolor painting, when I'm doing something, you know, it's like this same all consuming. Somehow my brain is just like, we're Mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. 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 There's, there's lots of studies on that. And uh, my husband's actually in a master's program for counseling. So he's learning about all this like neuroscience stuff. And it's like Ooh. really cool. It's so cool. Cause he tells me everything. He's like, okay, guess Ooh. what we learned today in class. And he's like, wait, do you want to hear this? I'm like, I'm ready. And I'm yes. taking notes. Yes. He's <laughs> um, like that podcast that you get to tune into every day. Exactly. Like it's my own personal podcast. It's great. Yes. Um, but yeah. And I don't, oh, I always forget his name and it's really so he talks about flow. His whole thing is about getting into flow and how mm-hmm. like when something is like just hard enough and you have the skills to approach that difficulty level, but also learn something from it. Like we, our brains get in this state of flow and there's endorphins and there's dopamine and there's like all these yes. good feel good chemicals. And it's with exercise. It's with creativity. It's with work, anything that you. Oh, so exercise and creativity do use those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm going to find, I think it's Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. I think that's okay. how you say it, but I'll find it and I will send it to you because he's fantastic. I, we read, um, so my school, show notes. I will, I definitely will. Because he, I love when podcasters say that. Oh, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, <laughs> he talks about that, that state of flow and 
we did a book study uh, at my school and it was just about making connections with others and then getting into a flow state with other people. So like you have oh, your creative team yes. and, or just like going in doing volunteer work with other people. And that was what we did as a group. We, mm. we went and did some volunteer work. We did it with the women's shelter here. We did it with the food bank. So it was just a practice in that, like connecting to other people, being of service and finding that flow of, of just creative thinking and, and getting out there and sharing that. And uh, it's, mm -hmm. and let me tell you, I would say that the lack of flow mm. is one of the things that is so hard when you're a mom. And I can only speak to being a mom of young children mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm with them and it's, it is just chaotic all the time. Like I said, my toddler is on the counter. My other one is like, you know, somehow like ripping the door off the frame. And I'm just like, what is, what is happening here? You know, just like actual destruction. Mm -hmm. And then it's okay. Out the door in, into work. And I think I can maybe get into a flow state, maybe a little bit with work, but it's, it's not like that wonderful, like, I don't care what the outcome is. Mm -hmm. And I think there's gotta be some of that mindset with true in it, in it flow mm -hmm. of what happens, happens. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, it's really hard for me to get deeply into flow, I think when I am looking at the clock and it's like, okay, 3.30, mm -hmm. I got to check out. Yeah. You know, I, I got to be done. I got to have my thing done. And then, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. But anyway, having small kids can be challenging when it comes to trying to find space and time to get into that creative flow. Yeah. And to just get those feel good endorphins going. And I yeah. think sometimes exercise can be like a quick you know, like a quick 20 minute workout that can mm -hmm. be a really great way because for me, I mean, I need like two hours of uninterrupted. Don't talk to me for me to really deeply fall into that flow and get caught up in it. Yeah. You know, where the actual time warp happens. I love right. when the time warp happens. Yeah. You're like, wait, what time is it? Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and I think I'll, I will, I will literally find that information and put it in the show notes and, and I'll just send you the link ahead of time too, but, um, it does talk about that, like the timing and making sure that you've got, you give yourself the mental and physical space to do that. And, you know, yeah, it is hard with kids and raising a family and cause they need, like you said, they need you all the time. And mm -hmm. even if you have dedicated time, sometimes that's like, oh shit, now there's all this pressure and mm -hmm. I have, you're thinking about the clock and you're thinking about how much can I get done in this amount of time. And mm -hmm. so that can be a, a flow killer for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A flow <laughs> killer. I love that. And I, I mean, for me to like, to jumpstart flow, I guess I have to perform these little rituals mm -hmm. of, you know, I, I clean my space. Mm -hmm. I, I dim the lights. I maybe have some gentle music going mm -hmm. and then I have my, my stuff all set out. And just to even like prepare for the flow, <laughs> right? But, like we're talking like I'm 20 minutes in and if I'm like doing the nap countdown, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh. And so then that anxiety jolt of like, you have one hour. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. The clock is ticking. I keep trying to snap and I am not a good snapper. So you don't know what I'm doing. So maybe like dub in the snap sound effects and okay. in, in, in post. Snap your fingers. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It is, it is hard to be a mom. 
Yeah. Maybe that should be the title of this interview. Is it, it is hard. It is wonderful. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's super hard. Even as a step parent, like not having full responsibility for the kids, it's still hard. Cause yes, when they're in our care, it's like, okay, you're my husband's a super great dad. And I didn't really have to do a lot, but I wanted to be involved because I care about, you know, the relationship of, of all of us, of my relationship with the boys and their relationship with their dad and our relationship as, you know, the four of us Mm -hmm. and just know, like really making sure they know that I'm a person that is here for them and that keeps them in mind all the time. And Mm -hmm. it's a lot. And it was great when they they went to my, the school I taught at because it's a K-12. Um, and so that was kind of nice because I'd get to spend a little extra time with them. Like I'd take them to school and bring them home and, you know, we'd be doing homework and all that kind of stuff together. And because I knew their teachers, like I kind of always knew what was going on with them. And it felt like a special little privilege that I got to have with them. But saying yes to your kids means saying no to something else always. Exactly. It's never just, oh, I had nothing else to do. Right. You know, it's, it's always picking and choosing how we fill our days because there's always something to do. Yep, exactly. And I think, you know, yeah, it's that, that balance and what works for you. Like, can you still accomplish your goal and still spend the time with your, with your family and your kids that you want to? And yeah, entrepreneurs, it's, that's forever the question that's being asked. <laughs> right. There's a lot of angst, I would mm-hmm. say, that I, I feel that I consciously identify and, you know, try to work through. But I'd be lying if I didn't say that I have a competitive drive. And that's yeah. why I think Susie Quilts is a, a beautiful place to hang out and, you know, yeah. whatever. And it's like, but that competitive drive can sometimes make me feel angsty. And then when I sit in that angst, when I'm like watching Daniel Tiger with my kids and it's this <laughs> wonderful thing where I have kids, I'm surrounded by my children. Mm-hmm. And if someone were to take a picture of it, they'd be like, wow, that is just, you know, quintessential her heaven, I'm sure. But sometimes, sometimes in my head, I'm just like, I can't do this. I'm, I'm pegged down. I just need to get up to my office. I just need, you know what I mean? But I'm like, what's going on? Like, you're so out of this moment right now. And, Mm -hmm. and I, I even catch myself thinking if I didn't have these kids, I would be able to get so much more done. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then then you just got more done. Right. Congratulations. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. And so laughing at myself always helps kind of break up that angst, you know, kind of making fun of myself, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, just joking around about it. Anytime I can add some humor to these, you know, these feelings I have inside. Yep. That that really helps. Yeah, for sure. I (laughs) I'm a big believer. I hate that phrase, but uh and just laughing at yourself. Cause I think so many people take themselves so seriously that like, there's no joy and yeah. we can still have those feelings. Like it's okay to think those things as long as, you know, you can then come to the other side and think, okay, actually what would happen if I was getting a couple more minutes of work in right now? Like yeah. you see now on your kids feeling like my mom watched this show with me and that safety that they get to now 
feel when they're with you because mm-hmm. you took that extra 20 minutes to sit with them and watch a show mm-hmm. like that I think that is more valuable than any business thing that you know that yeah. could come of you working for an extra 20 minutes versus sitting with your kids for 20 minutes right. I mean I don't know how and long I know Daniel this. Tiger is. <laughs> yeah it's like I know this in my head Daniel Tiger it teaches me a lot of lessons like Ooh. mom Tiger and dad Tiger are on <laughs> I learn a lot. There's a lot of great songs too that we kind of, you know, sing as a family. And so yeah. anyway, um, yeah, but I, I, it's like, I would, what would I be doing instead? I'd go up and I'd be like worrying about sales. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like a fun Saturday, you know, no. but that's what I would do if I didn't have kids or, you know, I would be furiously clacking away at this or that. And right. I don't know, but you know, so much of business, I mean, we're on YouTube right now and Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a social media outlet. Right. Right. So, so much social media does just breed this need for speed because Mm -hmm. we consume so quickly Mm -hmm. and we forget that one picture is one person, you know, and maybe they posted once a week or once a month, or I don't even know. And it's like, because we're just consuming, it's like, oh my gosh, everyone is making all the things all the time. Right. I gotta catch up. And yeah. I almost have this physical, like, you me know, too. like I'm running a race. Yeah. Like this, yes. Like the, Get like a physical. clench in my chest. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm not making enough. I'm not quilting enough. I'm not. And I'm like, bullshit. If I think about, you know, it's that comparison game, like it is. And I, let me be totally honest. A lot of days I don't do a lot. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't. And I, I mean, I feel like the world should just know that I just don't sew that much, yeah. which is like, I'm like, Ooh, I got that off my chest. I mean, I, sew <laughs> when I have to publicly, sew, like yeah. for sew alongs that we lead, yeah. um, but there's just too much behind the scenes stuff that I'm doing too much mm-hmm. designing and computer work. I'm at a yeah. computer almost exclusively all day long. Right. You know, and I think people see the Susie quilts feed and I post quilts, but mm-hmm. I mean, full disclosure, these are quilts other people are making. Right. And that, right. and I feel like I want people to really know this because I don't want to perpetuate this thought of Susie does it all. Susie makes all the things. She designs mm-hmm. all the things. She must not sleep. Susie does it all. And it's just not true. I, I, I have a lot of help. I, mm-hmm. I have a team of people, you know, uh, and it's, yeah. I, I work a very regular day yeah. <laughs> sandwiched between a lot of family time, <laughs> right? you know, yeah. and then I sleep at night. I watch TV and I sleep at night mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I'm not working that much. Yeah. I, it's like I, the world needs to know that because I think it's really easy to, to consume social media and just think everyone is working all the time. Right. Right. And it's, it's a tough thing to to stop thinking because you know you you are you're just like you said with a flick of your finger you are onto something new something new Uh something new and if you know and right if you're on the designing end as well like yeah Mm -hmm. you are behind the computer and even as even as much as I do so it's never for myself and Mm -hmm. I am behind the computer a lot because we have to run our business and when Mm -hmm you know, for, for mine, it's, you know, me and my mom and my husband will help if he can. And my, my dad will help when he can, but like my dad has a full-time job. Like 
Sweet Pea Design Company can't be his 24-7 like it can for me and my mom because that's our 24-7. But mm-hmm. well, besides this is for me. But anyway, so like, yeah, when you're doing all the things, it's or even not doing all the things, you have to pick and choose where your where your time is best spent. And mm-hmm. and I think you know, you do have a brand and you do have a, a stamp on things. So it's very visually obvious when it's, when it's your branding, when it's your thing, mm-hmm. which is cool. So I love that, you know, you're able to keep that. And, and I think there is something to be said for kind of keeping your fingers in some of those pies. To yeah, make yeah, sure that, circle. Back, back to the pies, yeah, back to the pies <laughs> uh, to, to just make sure that, you know, your brand stays your brand and not someone else's vision of your brand. Yeah, for sure. And, um, I don't know, I don't know how to get this, this idea across, but I know how toxic social media can be for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I, I, my, I want people to know that it is at the forefront of my mind that I don't want to play a role in that toxicity for someone else. Right. If that makes sense. Yep. And it's, it's something I think about every time I post, every mm-hmm. time I put something out there, I think, um, I, I hope this is a bright spot in someone's day, or mm-hmm. if this is an, at least just a neutral, yeah. <laughs> a neutral thing in someone's day, right. Uh, and not a trigger or a, not, um, a comparison game or, mm-hmm. You know, I guess I just, I I hope the message out there is um, I have a lot of help. I'm not doing it on my own and um, it's not about speed and it's not about perfection. Oh gosh. One thing about, you know, the Susie Quilts Patterns Facebook group that Mm I adore is I think we've really, we've kind of, we've, we've really like hammered this in the group of don't start a post because people upload their pictures all the time. You know, look Mm -hmm. what I finished. And we really encourage people to not say it's not perfect, but I love it. Yeah. You're like, no, duh. Nobody's quilt is perfect. <laughs> Take out that first, that first part and just say, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it's, I do too. And I mean, the quilts in history that are phenomenal, that are in museums, mm-hmm. they're not in museums because of their perfect stitch length and because of their scant quarter inch seam, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, they're in museums because of the care and the time mm-hmm. that was put into them. Yeah. 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 So this community is it, it, at its core, it is the most wonderful, giving, caring, loving people mm-hmm. on the planet. And um, I think sometimes just because the internet can be toxic and trolly, yeah. um, it, it, it's easy to get caught up in that vibe a little bit, but yeah. um I don't know. I feel really blessed to be a part of this community. So I get the sweetest emails and DMS from people. I mean, just the other day I got, someone was saying they, their dog was ill and they're going through all this stuff with a vet Mm -hmm. and through the, the Facebook group, the Pat, the Susie quilts patterns, Facebook group, they've made a handful of connections where she was like, I even connected with a vet who likes to quilt, who's in the group, who is giving me like extra information about my dog. And it was like this really loving, like blanket Mm -hmm. that people wrapped around her that she found in the group. Yeah. I just thought it's like, it's real. It's not just this weird internet 
Mm-mm. you know, um, like thing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Remember how weird we all thought MySpace was, or at least I did. I was like, <laughs> oh, creepy, weird. Or even when Instagram first came out, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. um, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's real. People make yeah. real connections. It's, it's real, um, friendship. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. And I think when you authentically bring who you are to the table, and strive for that. I think that's where you find your, your group of weirdos that you can vibe with. And, and, you know, people pleasing is something I struggle with. And so every time I post something or every time I like try to go in and I'm like, Oh, I need to make a reel like this. And I'm like, who am I? I don't make reels. I don't know how to do them. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out or like how to make enough content in a day that, you know, I could actually do that, but then I'm like, it's just not my thing. I don't know, but it's that competition feeling of like, Oh no, this person's making like 10 reels a day. And I just, I can't do it. But, but what you're saying to like the connections and building those friendships, like I hate when people write off social media, like it's some passing fad and it's like, "Mm." It may not look the same in 10 years, but it's here to stay because we've become so global and so connected globally that I don't, I don't think as a, as a people, as a society that we're going to let it fail Mm -hmm. because people have made so many positive connections that they've made so many realizations about their own selves that maybe they felt alone until they saw that someone else is experiencing something similar or likes the same thing as they do or whatever the case may be like. And like you said, I just want to add to that mm-hmm. feeling of like, no, you belong here. It's okay. You're safe mm-hmm. here. You're loved here and just be you. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Unless you're being yeah. mean and don't be mean, but <laughs> I, yeah. Oh yeah. It's so easy to be mean on the internet. It really <laughs> and, is. I mean, for every 99 awesome, you know, things that I experience on the internet, there's always like that one where I'm like, yeah, but it's rare, you know, and I think that's because our community is so wonderful, but mm-hmm. it is so easy to just fire off a, yeah, you know, and you're I'm like, mad and you're going to know about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, I'm not going to read that message today, but I mean, thankfully knock on wood, I've only received like one negative thing. So that's good, but <laughs> I know. That's amazing. <laughs> but I haven't been at this for very long. So I anticipate there to be more just because that's how life is. But at the same time, like I'm in a place too where as much as it might bother me for a minute, I know at the end of the day, like if I'm bringing who I am fully to the thing that I'm doing, then I don't have anything to apologize for. I'm not a mean spirited person. I'm not going to talk trash about other people on here I might say something like hey stop being so grouchy about other people's quilts but I if that makes you mad then maybe you should stop being so grouchy about other people's quilts that's <laughs> a <huge> problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's not my fault no I'm just kidding but but yeah I love that so um okay I do want to go back and ask about the magazine is it yeah. is it a physical product or is it an online situation. All right. Let me just, let me give you the the whole shebang. Okay. Okay. So, um, the cutting table is a digital mini magazine. 
Um, subscribers get tons of perks. So you do get an actual magazine. Um, we've gotten some early feedback. So we're even working to you know, make it even better, which is mm -hmm. exciting. So in each, in each issue, there's a letter from the editor, me, <laughs> we have an expert video, um, which is all based around a theme. Um, so we, we interview the expert, um, it's a video. So it's kind of like this actually, yeah. cool. um, we have three posts, so it's typically going to be two tutorials and then an article ranging anywhere from um, history to, you know, very basic, like, I, I don't want to give anything away. No, that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, like, very... Um, <laughs> You know, like article, article-y type things. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, and, and then uh, we have a, a book of the month um, and that goes out in every single issue. Okay. Um, and that happens once a month. But the perks, which is so exciting, is just for signing up, you get a really great free pattern. Um, and the, our discounts are killer. Ooh. So we've partnered with all of these different companies in the industry, everything from long arming to notions to um, fabric all over the place. Um, and just for subscribing, you just get all of these automatic discounts and that's going to refresh every quarter. Nice. So we'll be adding some, we'll be, you know, changing up the discount prices, but sub subscription, your subscription price is paid for if you use any of these discounts. Okay. So it's like your subscription is free because yeah. if you were going to make a quilt and buy fabric or do some long arming, right. you know, you get that, you know, kickback. Oh. So that's something that's really exciting for me because, you know, we want, we want Susie quilts first and foremost to be inclusive. Mm -hmm. And we, we decided not to add an element, a community element to this, because when we were kicking around the idea of this magazine, we were like, but we love community. Mm -hmm. But then we thought, but we never want it to be paid community. Right. We always want our community to be free and open right, and fully accessible. Mm -hmm. So um, we decided to nix the idea of like open forums and all of that for subscribers because we wanted to always keep that, um, that open. And we also were just like, how do we make this super affordable? You know, like we have to pay our bills. We have web developers now, content sure. creators, hosting space has gone up. Like, you know, right. as we're expanding, all of our prices go up. So mm -hmm. like, we can't continue to only do free content because right. The Susie Quilts blog is so big and extensive and free, totally right. free. And we take a lot of pride in it being a mostly ad-free space. So mm -hmm. you're not going to get pop-ups or videos or any of that stuff. We want it to be just a really gentle <laughs> user experience, yeah. um, just a really, you know, lovely place to be. And to continue that, that's really what birthed the idea of the discounts is, okay, how do we pay our bills, but make this as affordable slash like potentially free for people. Right. Um, so that's it. And we have, we already have all of 2023 scheduled out for content. Nice. It's just so good. It's well, I mean, Laura, Laura is, um, my uh, creative operations manager, and she and I just get giddy. Like we <laughs> zoom all the time, and we're constantly planning. And this is what I'm doing instead of sewing. I'm yeah. zooming with Laura, <laughs> and I'm like jumping up and down. And I'm like, it's so good. 
Yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, and you know, we also I I designed um, two collections actually for art gallery fabrics. Yes. In August. So a line of solids and then my first Prince collection called Duval. And I already have it. Oh my gosh. So hard not to blast it out all over the place. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. And even just because I love, I've gotten so much better at this because we've been launching these like big projects, which just take time to build. Yeah. So in the past, it was like, I make a thing, I show a thing, I make a thing. You know what I mean? But now it's like, I make a thing and then I have to sit on it for a long time. like this is stupid (laughs) yeah I don't like it (laughs) Uh, but I've gotten better at it and it does make the whole launch like very exciting because it's just just like don't have anticipation and I just yeah (laughs) I just get explode on everybody um but yeah so that we're gonna start like showing people the fabric and stuff next month oh my god you can't get it till August so I know when I saw that you were on board with them I was like oh I'm so excited I love art gallery I don't know if you've same heard, but I talk about how obsessed I am with Katarina all the time <laughs> and um but just like the quality of art gallery fabric no matter who the designer is mm-hmm. and they're all fabulous like it just brings such a special element to the fabrics and I just it's like it just feels luxurious Mm-hmm. And I love that. It's it almost feels like Liberty of London Tana Lawn, but thicker. Yeah, and it is a poplin, and there's a reason why it's so dreamy, creamy. I mean, the thread count is much higher than other yeah. quilted cottons. Yeah, and it's um it's not the same. So in a square inch, oh, you are do you already know this? No. Oh, keep explaining. Well, I'm just Pat, nodding because I'm like taking oh, your like, information. Yeah, I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> Pat Bravo, the um, founder and you know, like head the head Pat and Walter Bravo, they they've started um, Art Gallery Fabrics. She was explaining to me why Art Gallery Fabric feels so much better mm. than most other quilting cotton, and it's because most other quilting cotton in a square inch, you'll have seventy by seventy, just okay. weft and warp, completely even, and so it's very stiff mm-hmm. it's good for quilting but you would not want to wear it okay right. um and it, i mean it's just not as soft higher thread count softer so mm-hmm. with art gallery um i believe it's 90 by 120 and so it's actually a different weft and warp yeah. and that allows it to drape better mm-hmm. so you actually like want to wear just their cottons and their mm-hmm. cotton is technically a poplin Mm-hmm. and not a quilting cotton um, because it's such a higher thread count yeah. so I mean it's soft stuff right you're like oh yeah. it's so soft and, and I have been obsessed with it but I got my mom sucked into it too and now she's like all she wants is art gallery so and the solids I mean the solids are so fun they are the only company that prints on the selvage of their solids mm-hmm. So you always know what color you're getting, mm-hmm. which it's just like, yes, this is so nice because yeah. unless you have swatch cards, you're not going to ever know what color is what. Right. And I love to sew a solids. So I love that solid. Yeah. Love it. That's so handy. And I haven't done a lot with solids, but I, um, my youngest son who I was talking about graduating, I'm making his graduation quilt out of solids. So I'm very excited. 
Are you using that gallery? Uh, yeah, I got to order it. <laughs> like, oh shit, I'm running out of time. Good for but. you. Well, if you wait until August, you can use my line of salads, but I won't make you. <laughs> you probably, it sounds like you need it like now. Yeah, I need it like probably last week, but that's okay. Um, he's not leaving right away. So yeah. I don't think, I don't know what he's doing. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, okay. So sign up for the magazine, subscribe. I don't know. What's the word? Yeah. Subscribe. Sub- subscribe. Yeah. Oh, and we also send out a monthly newsletter. So, okay. um, the first of the month, you, every, every subscriber gets, uh, an, an, an email just saying like, Hey, here's what's new. Uh, you know, this is what's going on. Don't forget about your free pattern. Don't forget mm-hmm. about the discounts or even, you know, some of our people might be like, Hey, just for this month, I want to throw in extra discount and we'll add sure. all of those goodies to the newsletter. So people want awesome. to and then okay so your fabric line then so you have solids you said coming out Mm -hmm. and are they 20 solids 20 okay do they coordinate with duval you know it oh (laughs) my gosh that's so exciting and so then what it was your inspiration for for your fabric line uh okay uh first (laughs) off the whole concept of creating fabric i've been really resistant to it Mm -hmm. um I've I've had a handful of companies reach out over the years asking my, you know, my interest in it. And I very much was just like, um, this isn't for me right now. My, my heart is quilting. It's not Mm -hmm. surface pattern design, but I finally got to the point in my quilting journey where I, I, I wasn't finding the fabric I wanted to sew with. And so really that my overarching goal with designing fabric was just making the fabric that I personally want to sew with. Yeah. And I see this collection, Duval especially, um, as quilters fabric. Mm -hmm. So I don't see it. I think a a lot of surface pattern designers are incredibly talented artists and illustrators. And so their fabric is standalone phenom, right? Mm -hmm. And it's almost painful to cut it up as a quilter. Yes. I don't think you're going to feel that way about my fabric. <laughs> I think my fabric is awesome and I love it, yeah. but I designed it to be cut up into a quilt. Nice. And I designed it to, um, like the scale. Um, I, you know, I, I design quilts and then I find the fabric to go in the quilt. And so I even approached my fabric collection in that way of how would this fit in quilt patterns? Yeah. Um, Duval specifically. So <laughs> I, um, I have been visiting Key West uh, since my son was one. So like for the past maybe four years, we've been going almost every year. We had a blip oh. with COVID, but we've been going all the time. And um, what I love about Key West is it has this tropical meets urban kind of like very laid back vibe. Mm -hmm. And the history of Key West is there was, you know, like a big, um, a big urban flight from New York and these, uh, you know, in Chicago uh, in the, in the sixties coming to Key West. And with that, it brought um, like a sophistication in textiles, in, um, in fashion And so specifically in menswear. Mm -hmm. So this collection is um, specifically designed with the inspiration of vintage menswear from the 60s meets tropical mashup with New York urban. 
Oh my gosh. Oh my so gosh. It's, it's a little bit um, out there, but that was always uh, the, the headspace where I was coming from. Yeah. Um, while I was in Key West, let me see, not this past, I was just there a couple of weeks ago, but I think mm -hmm. the year prior, uh, we were out to breakfast as a family and I had this amazing conversation with this couple. Um, they owned across the street, a menswear store that they opened up in the sixties. Oh, wow. uh, they'd come from New York. They were at it. They were like mad men, ad agency men. Whoa. They, they moved from New York. They wanted to get away. They found Key West, you know, it's just this like exclusive or not exclusive, but like inclusive, um, like just like just it's if you haven't been there I mean it, it feels like you're in a different country I mean it's just this really magical place um anyway and you know looking through their shop window it was just it was like not your typical like Tommy Bahama like Hawaiian prints but it had a little bit of that vibe but very much like toned down mm -hmm. um, more sophisticated something that you would wear uh you know in Chicago where I live um, but you could also wear in Key West and there, it kind of like harkens some of that um, imagery, of, sure. you know, like tropical fronds, birds, mm -hmm. you know, coral, yeah. that, that sort of thing. Oh man, I'm so excited. I could talk for a long time about, you were like, whoa, opened up a can. Like, um, no, yeah, I could talk for a long time about this because I, I've been feeling really inspired about this collection for a couple of years. Yeah. And um, I just kind of thought... I didn't have time, you know, I have two little kids, I got a lot mm -hmm. going on, I didn't have time to do it. And then um, the timing just, it it just, it was good. It just happened. Mm -hmm. um, I had a conversation with Pat, uh, Pat Bravo, and she's yeah. just amazing. I mean, talking with her, it, I felt like it was just two energies. We were just these two like firecracker personalities that were just like, yes, 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 yeah. yes, 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 you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I mean, I was like, I can't, cause I, I can't do this with anyone. I can't, I, like, I want to do this with you, with this company. So right. that's, that's how that's, it happened. That's amazing. And well, and that's, I think sometimes, you know, like you were saying, you were resistant before, but you know, sometimes the stars just align, right. And, and something happens and you're like, actually, yeah, I I'm ready now. So mm -hmm. that's super exciting and I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I hope, you know, but like we were talking about in the first part of this conversation, I will never not release something into the world without some fear of like, sure, I like this. I do not know. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But I think it goes back to that. If it's something you really, truly, authentically love and you created for you because you love it, then the people who love you back or, or feel connected to your style will also love it. Like, and mm -hmm. not every single thing is always going to be a hit with everyone, but I think, you know, there's going to be loyalists out there. Cause they're like, yes, you match my energy. You get me. You're just like me in another form. And, and that's where you find your, you know, your hype crew. And so <laughs> Yeah. And if, you know, if need be, I can just be my own hype crew. I got yeah. a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, girl, you got this. this is the best thing you've ever done. No, I think it sounds, it sounds really cool. And just that whole kind of like sophisticated beachy vibe is so fun. And yes. 
I'm excited. I think a lot of us, I mean, listening to you, you're making a quilt for your son. I think a lot of us make quilts for children. And so a lot of the fabric that is out there is for, um, is juvenile. Yeah. And it's so cute, Right, but I, I was getting frustrated, not finding fabric that I thought was sophisticated mm-hmm. or had that sophisticated palette. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love a highly saturated, like bam palette, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, that's easy to find. I yep. think in the quilt world, yep. um, I think what's harder to find are those dusty tones, those mm-hmm. almost I would say timeless kind Mm -hmm. of heirloom, um, quality fabrics. And, you know, this is coming from a girl when I first started to quilt, um, when I, in 2000, 2000, it's been a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I was quilting with civil war reproduction fabrics. I mean, I thought I was like, well, these are the colors that are speaking to me. It was like the deep burgundies. It was the rich browns. It was the dark navies. And I was like, yes. And I mean, this is a 14 year old, 15 year old girl, you know? And so fast forward many years later, these are still the colors that are speaking to me. And these are the colors that I wanted to create in the quilt world with our gallery, Yummy Poplin Fabric. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there is a lot of novelty, big pops of color. You know, everybody's obsessed with Kaif or Tula or, you know, just these big, big colorful patterns, which I freaking love them. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, but I think I started to notice, like, I am a salut for rifle paper. (laughs) I... I will do some things for some rifle paper. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I do love them. And I think just like the- And just to say, um, Rifle Paper Company is one of our companies on our discounts for the cutting table. Oh shit, I'm in trouble. And that's all of Rifle Paper Company. Okay. So you can get fabric and all the things. Okay, anyway. The Keds, like I need another pair of their Keds. It's fine. Um, But yeah, like I- I started to really hone in on that. Like they're more sophisticated color palette and just like the different florals and that kind of more, I guess it was kind of calling back to the more floral era of like the nineties, which I kind of liked. And mm-hmm. then, and then, yeah, when I found Katarina as well, cause she's mm-hmm. just always going to be my favorite. And she uses those yum, dusty purples and yep. mauves. And I was girl, just going to say that. Yeah. Her color palette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think more of that out there is so exciting because I'm really being more drawn to that as I get kind of older and more into my own quilting. And mm-hmm. even for other people, like it just seems like that's kind of more of the focus right now is yeah. pulling those more sophisticated tones into everything. And so I'm just excited for there to be just like another like one more situation where you can just really dive in and feel like a grown up that's quilting instead of like, yeah, yes. oh, I'm quilting for my kids. <laughs> yes, 100%. And I think sometimes, you know, we make these quilts and people who aren't in the quilt world don't always get, get it, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think the fabrics that I, I have coming out, I think it's for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think you could make a quilt, you know, for your next door neighbor. And I think they would like it, even yeah. though they've never heard of Rifle or Cave or Tula or, you know, Ruby Star. Right. So, I don't know. That's, that's my hope. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so yeah, I like to I like to design and make quilts that fit in spaces in our home. Yeah. You know, because I think a lot, a lot of times we make these quilts that are standalone art pieces. They're beautiful in and of themselves, but quilts mm-hmm. don't live in a vacuum and they usually no. don't live in a museum. They no. live on our couch and on our bed and, mm-hmm. you know, in baskets and throughout our homes. And like, yeah. what are the colors I'm using in my home? I'm right. using neutrals and navy and, you know, lots of dusty, unsaturated tones because those are calming to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can even yeah. see my space. My mm-hmm. space is white. Yeah. because that helps center me. So I like my quilts to fit into these spaces, you know, yeah. so that's how I, that's how I design the fabric. That's perfect. I love that. And I think too, like I'm experiencing that, like, so I've said it a thousand times, but I, my husband and I turned our, like our master suite in our house and like the downstairs, we rent it out through Airbnb. And so um, you know, we live in the upstairs mostly. It's a shared kitchen living space. And so when we redid everything, I brought everything into like neutral, like warm grays and mm-hmm. pops of chartreuse. Cause mm, your girl loves some chartreuse green. And, <laughs> um, but then I'm like looking at all the quilts. I have a couple quilts that match just fine. And like the one behind me, this rifle one looks pretty good in there. And my, my, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, the the quilts I've tested for Katarina, the Travaya quilt and Zeliga, like those go well in there because they've kind of have that green tones, but I'm like, I need something more like upscale. So that's where I'm kind of like, oh, you have solids. Okay, great. What colors? Like I I got solids and Duval. Okay. Here's, here's a little, little thing about Duval is I love a blender fabric, Mm -hmm. a print, you know, that just adds a little bit of texture, but it's not Mm -hmm. quite like in your face. Yeah. And I mean, the scale and the blendiness and I mean, Yes. It's good, girl. You're going to like it. Oh, I'm so excited. I really, I'm with you. I blender fabrics are like, I'm like, I could go solid, but I could also get this grunge or I could also get this, you know, speckled, or I could also get this mm-hmm. seedling or whatever. Like there's mm-hmm. so many good. Cause I do, I, I love solids and I love quilts made out of solids. I think they're beautiful. And I think it also lets the quilting have a moment, which mm-hmm. is so fun for me. Cause I'm a long armor. So mm-hmm. um, but like a good blender just will give it just that little extra, like you were saying that just that oomph, just that little bit of something that separates mm-hmm. it from the rest. And it's just, sometimes that is what sets the whole thing off. And you're like, oh, it's perfect. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So, Oh, I totally almost forgot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are coming, this was Pat's idea. Cannot take credit for this. We are coming out with binding fabric. <gasps> I know, I know, I know. It's very exciting. It's fabric that it's literally printed um, in two and a half inch strips on the bolts, like on the yardage. So, you know, salvage is salvage. And it is designed that you have two options. You cut it out and then you can fold it. And so it's reversible. So you can do one side or the other side. And it is literally designed just to be binding. You can't use it for anything else. Yes, go. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. See, so that's okay. gonna be a new thing that's coming out with our gallery. Oh and so you yeah. So oh my excited. gosh. But it, I have to say already sleuths out there, you can <laughs> find Duval. You can find previews of Duval in some of the big stores. And I think these stores don't understand binding fabric yet because it's a totally oh. new concept. 
And so they're like throwing it into their charm packs and their fat quarter bundles. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> you're missing the point. It's not a, just a print, like. Right. So it looks really bad how some of them have it styled because like, for example, one shop, they have digitally made it look like it's like fat quarters, you know, like yeah. in the center. Sure. And you can like see the binding fabric and I'm just like, that doesn't look good. Like, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I know. So like the um, art, yeah, like the, oh, like the artist and it's just like, no, you're doing it wrong. Oh. Yeah. You're like, um, like, excuse me. Call them up. And I'm like, hey. I mean, honestly, well, and yeah, I think they just are put it out there because they want people to get excited and pre-order and all the things so they know how much to order. But it's like, if you're not presenting it correctly, then like you're, you're, you're missing an opportunity for your shoppers because now they're not seeing the full, like, no, this is just for binding. Like this is your binding. This is yeah. not a print that just gets tucked in with your charm pack or your fat quarter bundle. Like right. this is to finish your quilt. Like, and I, I do think, I think this is going to be something that is copied and done a lot, like in the upcoming years. So yeah. people are going to see binding fabric more, just like people see wide back fabric, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the moment it, it's brand new. And I think people just have no idea what the heck it is. <laughs> so oh. it's just going to be a lot of weird charm packs with this binding fabric. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what is this? You're like, I, I promise it's not supposed to be I like that. I don't want a five inch square of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Well, yeah. that's super cool. Oh, I'm even more excited. Like I was excited before, but I'm like is it August because I know I know I don't I'm never gonna wish my summer away because in Chicago and and where you live too we get like what four months of goodness so never gonna wish it away but when it gets here it's gonna be real nice (laughs) oh so cool well thank you so much for joining me today like I have really loved this conversation and I'm so excited I'm literally I'm gonna like get off of here and I'm gonna go subscribe for the magazine because I'm so excited now and I just can't wait to see all the yummy goodies that are in there and I'm going to encourage my listeners and followers to do the same thing because it sounds dope and oh this has been so fun yeah I I totally agree I know I thought in my head I'm like I only got 45 minutes to chat and then I think we've been talking for an hour and a half or something like that I do have to get I have to get going okay uh, because eventually I have to pick up my children right right (laughs) kids back to kids (laughs) children but um yeah thanks for having me on I really appreciate it of course well so people um, can uh, follow Susie Quilts at at Susie Quilts on Instagram um Susie Quilts patterns is the it's an amazing group over 20,000 people um you can post your questions your makes your anything because we cover so much stuff at suzyquilts.com everything from product reviews to just basic how-tos yeah you know if you have any questions at all just like my half square triangles are you know are warped what's going on you know people post those kinds of questions or even like the tension on my sewing machine is off and I'm skipping stitches. Anyone have any idea? You know, that's the kind of basic stuff that just gets fired off in the group. Yeah. And because there are so many active members, you get, you get pretty quick responses and really helpful responses. Yeah. Just so a good network of support. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a really great community. And I mean, we work hard to moderate it. So it stays a good community. Nice. Um, so that, I mean, keep that in the back of your head too. Cause I think sometimes groups can just kind of go off the rails real quick because no one's paying attention and we try really hard to pay attention because we love that space. So we want to keep it, keep it nice. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the cutting table it's, if you just go to suzyquilts.com, it's like right there. Like, yep. It is. I saw it myself with my own eyes. So <laughs> yeah. okay, well, I'll put links to all that in the show notes and as well to the flow stuff. And otherwise, good luck with everything. And I will be following along and I can't wait for your fabric and the magazine and all your new projects. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of stuff in the hopper. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.